This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker, and I'm joined by Maureen Balatori, who is with Metro Collective. It's a network of shared work spaces. So we're going to learn all about the shared work revolution and what Metro Collective does. Maureen, welcome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thanks, Ted. So let's go back to the very beginning and Port 100 in Geneva. Tell us about that facility and then the whole idea of shared workspaces. Sure. So actually, I'm going to go one step further back, and it actually starts with 29 Design Studio, which is my first business, a creative agency for food, beverage, and agriculture brands. I started working in Port 100 Cowork in downtown Geneva um, and fell in love with the space and what it stood for and how it supported small businesses in our community. Um, And the culture that I found there was so rich and really helped me grow 29 Design Studio. Um, So I support it, you know, worked to keep that open and thriving. And we took that concept of rich culture and community and used that little nugget of an idea to create uh, Metro Collective um, and create some of that culture and community in other shared spaces. Now, within Metro Collective, there are now two Port 100s, the one in Geneva. There's also one in Rochester. And the Geneva one was kind of in trouble at one point, right? The the city and some of the people that were funding it decided they weren't able to do that anymore. Well, so just for some clarity on Metro Collective works with all kinds of shared space communities. Uh, Port 100 is powered by Metro Collective, as are a number of other shared space communities around Rochester and the Finger Lakes that are not just Port 100. So Metro Collective sort of layers on top of a number of kinds of shared spaces. Uh, But to answer your question about Port 100, yes. So it was created by the city of Geneva uh, five five or six years ago at this point. Um, And the city started the concept and agreed to underwrite it for the first three years, after which I took over the space um, and I went to Ontario County for some additional continue on funding and support for um, helping to keep that open. And uh, this is the final year of support from them. So we're hoping to um, continue that with some new exciting programs to help support the entrepreneurial community. So let's talk about the idea of shared workspaces, how it started and where it's evolved. Originally, the idea was kind of small startups, solo entrepreneurs. Instead of going out and buying a big copier, you use a shared space and share one with some other people and also get some other ideas when you're in that workspace with a bunch of different people. But then it's really expanded beyond that over the years. Yes. So shared space communities, people use for all different sorts of things. So it's it's the, the method that you mentioned, which is really uh, often executed by shared co-working spaces um, in that concept of, of shared workspaces. And but there's there's all sorts of other concepts, too. So one of the buildings in downtown Rochester that's powered by Metro Collective is made on state and it's a full city block that's an artist community. And so similar concept, but that's a cluster of people that are all sharing space together and learning from each other and collaborating together, as you explain, but they're in a particular niche. Another one that's a great example is um, the Rochester Commissary Kitchen is an incubator space for food businesses, and they go in and and rent by the hour um, a kitchen space to produce their food item. Um, and so that space is powered by Metro Collective so that those individuals can also have access to other people in the Metro Collective network. So then in March of 2020, COVID-19 hit. And since then, the, the whole way we look at work has changed. I'm at work right now at my dining table. 
doing an interview over Zoom. I only go into the office three days a week generally. Have things changed in terms of the kinds of people that are looking for shared workspace now? That's an excellent question. And yes, a lot has changed in what people are looking for in workspaces and what a workspace means to people right now. I mean, obviously when COVID hit, many people shifted from a traditional work environment to work from home, and that doesn't work for everybody. Some people love it and, and thrive in that, in that work environment and love to work from home, and others, it just doesn't work for them for all sorts of reasons. A lot of uh, what we hear for people for why people want to come and work in a shared workspace is because I had to get out of my house is what we often hear. Um, so the other thing that's happened in the last two years uh, as well is large office spaces are closing because people are going to work from home. Um, so there we're seeing a lot of large corporations that are underwriting you know, paying for office space or co-working space or shared workspace of some kind for their people to be able to get out of the house and have somewhere to go and get that sort of collaboration and access to a printer or a meeting space where you can meet a client um, without having to have the bulk overhead of a large office space. I was going to so ask what, you, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I was going to ask you precisely that question. So for example, what I was thinking of an insurance company, if your agents are mostly on the road or working from home, why maintain an office? Right. And and one of the reasons that some companies like to maintain their, their you know, traditional large building where everybody comes in and works their traditional workday is because they're they're concerned about losing culture, right? That's it's a very important part of successful workplaces and companies and, and people collaborating and working together. But that's exactly what we hope to solve with Metro Collective and creating a culture and a community space where virtually on our uh, platform, which is called Circle, uh, people can go and have their own private network and channel to be able to talk with their colleagues and then also be connected to other people in shared workspaces, which gives a like-minded sort of collaborative nature to the work that people are doing. And there's a, there's a connectivity that's happening there. And there's a whole web-based community now around Metro Collective because one of the problems you mentioned it with working in a shared facility is, or at home, it's that sense of isolation. You miss mm -hmm. your colleagues, you miss being able to bounce ideas off people. So you've set up this whole network now of not only shared physical workspaces, but an online community where people can hash out their issues or share ideas. Right. So we have the, the virtual platform community, which, which is the circle uh, platform that I mentioned. And then the spaces are not, are not Metro Collective's spaces. We just sort of support them. So we can work with, you know, our customer is someone who owns or operates a shared workspace. So those spaces are not ours, but we help, you know, connect them and link them together in a way that supports the individuals that are in those spaces. And then lastly, um, we also put on events to, again, further facilitate helping to support the connectivity that's happening, people meeting each other. Um, and we also consult, my partner, Craig Webster, and I, we consult with individuals that are looking to create something like this in their community. And that might mean a building owner. It might mean a municipality. It might mean, you know, an individual that wants to create a community for their specific niche of maybe it's musicians or we've got a motorcycle co-work in our, in our network. So there's some really unique ideas and we want to help them, uh, help them come to life. 
what are some of the issues people run into in shared work that you're helping solve with these communities? It really comes back to the isolation, like you mentioned, um, getting people out of their homes and, and back out into workspaces in a way that they're comfortable with. And we try to, you know, help fit people into the spaces that are going to be best suited for them. So tell us about uh, at metrocollective.com, you've got uh, different levels of things that you can join. There's free public channels for individuals. Uh, Coming soon, you'll have premium access for individuals and then shared space access uh, powered by Metro Partners. So talk about some of these sort of the build out of, of what you're going with. Right. Yeah. So we really wanted the that virtual platform to be available to anyone, whether they're they're working in a collaborative workspace or not. We really um, wanted to make sure that it was available to anybody who needed it. So anybody can join the platform for free um, and get access to those public channels where you might find funding opportunities, you might find job opportunities, you might see someone who's getting their business off the ground for the first time, um, an event that's going on, all sorts of things are happening over there. Um, and then in that middle level where we'll have premium access, you know, our dream and goal with that is to make it possible for some of the small businesses to offer special perks to the community, right? Which is sort of a win-win scenario for the small businesses that we're supporting, as well as the individuals that are on the platform. And then that third option that you mentioned where we work, we partner with shared space operators. That's what I mentioned where, you know, we, we can collaborate with folks who own or operate a shared space to help them enrich their community culture, find more people to join their community, um, have a virtual place within the network that's just for their audience where people within their space can um, also talk and, and communicate with each other. Do you think going forward, are we going to see more people looking for non-traditional work and not wanting to punch in at a time clock in an office? Personally, I think so. Yeah. Um, my, uh, you know, I'm still very active in, in owning, operating, running, growing 29 Design Studio, where it all started with that creative agency. And I think that we've been able to find great employees and have great success with our clients because we have a hybrid work environment. I have workspaces um, where they can go to and work in an office amidst their colleagues if they want to. And some do that and some choose to work from home. So I think that what where, where everyone realized through COVID that you can work from anywhere, most people making vast generalizations, but most people can work from everywhere, from anywhere. And people, I think, found out what was important important to them. And so for some people that's going into a traditional workspace and working at a desk where they, you know, kind of clock in and clock out, like you mentioned every day, and others are looking for more flexibility in that or where they want a hybrid solution or they want to, uh, to just work from home. And so our goal is to help, um, remote workers find what they need to sort of fit in with that. And, most importantly, um, for for us too, is helping small businesses get the resources and support that they need to be able to be successful and and grow their company as well. And the various facilities that you oversee offer a lot of different types of physical space, from just a, as simple as a desk and a chair to work at to somebody that needs more of a suite or a larger space. That's right. Yeah. So spaces that are powered by Metro Collective have artist lofts, have, like I said, there's a motorcycle co-work that we're collaborating with. Um, There's private offices, there's co-working spaces we can fit people into. We can help you find a women's only co-work, co-working space, you know. So um, 
a lot of what we hope to be able to fit people into too is the sort of space that is aligned with their goals and what they're looking for. And maybe they just need a conference room once a month. We can help point them to solutions that are right for them. And again, it's metrocollective.com. You can find all these different spaces throughout uh, the greater Finger Lakes and greater Rochester area and the events coming up and and all kinds of reasons why you might want to consider this. I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you a 29 design question here, being in the branding and marketing business. How has COVID changed that? It seems like the way that we're marketing products is changing a bit. I go back to the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl commercials this year were not quite as in your face and just a little bit different tone than what we've seen. You know, I think one of the big changes that's happened with COVID, uh, you know, disrupting our lives in the way that it did is there's an authenticity that people have come to appreciate especially in the ways that they interact with, with each other, but also with brands, you know, so I think that there's a respect that comes from brands that kind of pull down the facade and really show some character of who they are, the, the, the people behind the company uh, type of mentality. And I think we saw that in a lot of the Super Bowl ads, but really in the way that we're engaging with brands every day now has, has changed. And it's that, authentic transparency that uh, I think is a, is a common thread in all of that. You've been listening to Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com with Maureen Balatori. Thanks very much for the time and, and best of luck. Uh, I, I think this is only going to spread as we go along. I mean, I think more and more people are saying, why do I need to drive to the office every day? Yeah. And we, we wanted to start hyperlocal with Rochester and the Finger Lakes, but we're already seeing and hearing requests for continuing out down into Ithaca, over into Buffalo, Syracuse, um, and beyond. So I I really think this is just the beginning. I I agree heartily. Uh, Thanks for your time again, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Ted.